Hello, it's Indali Gregory Azegbi, and you're listening to Break the Glass, a podcast where my guests and I share our experiences as ambitious women determined to make it to the top of the ladder despite the everyday challenges. Welcome back to yet another insightful conversation intended to leave you inspired and motivated. Today I'm with Lola Falati. Hi, Lola. Good evening, and thank you for joining me on Break the Glass. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for inviting me. I am extremely excited to be here and share a bit about my career. Great. So let's go on to the first question. It's very in-depth and very intimate. And it's, who are you in your own words? And what part of the world are you currently building a life for yourself? Absolutely. What a question for a Friday night. Well, I am many things, but ultimately I consider myself to be a woman who is on this never-ending journey to discover herself. And I'm currently based in New York City. So this is where I've been building my life for the last 10 years. Wow, 10 years. That's a long time to be in one place. I feel like these days everyone is so eager to move around. So New York must be pretty special. (laughs) I mean, it is. It's a pretty transient city, but I always tell people you either eat the city or it eats you. And I've, I feel like I've devoured New York (laughs) over the last decade. (laughs) I love that. I need someone to put that on a t-shirt for me, honestly. (laughs) Um, So on to our next question. So who are you in terms of your current role? You've told us who you think you are, but um, in terms of, you know, the things that kind of you spend the most of your most time of your day doing in official capacities, after hours, you know, a side hustle. Who Who is that, Lola? Yeah. So primarily, I am an HR manager. I am a people operations manager at a fantastic prop tech startup, and I'm transitioning into a human resources business partner role. So excited about that. Um, And then I also own my own business. I am a full-time mystic. I am a tarot reader and astrologer, and I really help guide people along their journeys towards meeting their higher selves. And I think both of those things inform one another because I'm able to use my HR skills to talk to people and, you know, convey information that might not be pleasant. And I'm able to use that mystical side to dive deeper into problems at work because you can't always quantify an HR problem. So I think both of those things work very well together. So what I'm hearing is that you have 48 hours in a day. Absolutely. And and that's something that, you know, I, I admire not, that not only do you have other things that, you know, you spend your time doing that you're obviously passionate about, they intertwine, right? So you're, in a way, you're continually being that truest form of yourself and getting paid for it in your, you know, your full-time job, but also being able to channel that into helping other people and, you know, delving into your spirituality, which is completely beautiful. And I love that. Absolutely. So you mentioned you're an HR executive. So that's an interesting role, especially in America today. Surely that that gets challenging because there's so much fluidity right now in the job market. There are so many people that have either gotten used to a certain way of working or gotten used to, you know, what was the new normal. And now some people are trying to push back against that. Some people are trying to, you know, stay at home, flex, go back into the workspace. So what so what are the challenges that you faced in your role, but also the barriers that you've faced in your career in HR? 
Absolutely. I'm happy to speak on that. At the beginning of the pandemic, I was at Accenture, and that was probably a better example of that push-pull between returning to office, staying at home, because, you know, it's such a large consulting firm. We have tons of office space. And one of the challenges that I worked through with my team was determining what capacity we would even allow to go back to the office. Um, the the subsidiary that I worked with was very heavily in person. Our culture was in person. Mm-hmm. And so people got very restless. Right. And then when I transitioned to Accenture's onboarding team, we had to quickly figure out how the heck we were going to conduct orientations for thousands of people virtually. And so we found... We, we used the metaverse to do that. I mean, Accenture jumped on the VR wave very quickly. And so pretty soon we found ourselves conducting parts of our orientation using VR headsets. And it got pretty cool. Um, and now in my career, I mean, the company that I work with primarily is a remote first company. We're scattered all over the country and we don't really have office space apart from like our call center. And so that really isn't a challenge that I have to face in my day to day, although there are some issues that are better solved in person. It's never fun to fire someone via Zoom call. But another challenge that's coming up is how do we establish that connection How do we establish pods and make sure that we're able to have our people build rapport that is beyond a screen? And then at the foundation that I'm HR director at, I think one of the bigger challenges is making sure that we're continuing to foster a team spirit. Um, Oftentimes we'll go out to the Hamptons where the CEO lives and we'll do little retreats there to get work done. It is, it is beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, we absolutely, we get a lot of work done, but then also, um, building a program for women that is virtual first, I think there's there really is a lot of emphasis on technology and making sure we're keeping up this remote culture. So I'm lucky <laughs> that I don't really deal with pushback, but I do deal with restlessness. People are eager to me. People are eager to connect. I mean, even when we have offsites, at my current company, people are like, when's the next one? Because the vibes are so good and we we do a good job of building teams virtually. So I think we're going to be trending towards making that work in the future. I love that because it's almost like, okay, we're remote now, but we're going to give you all the opportunities to connect that maybe that human nature craves from time to time, but then you can go back to, you know, be in your own space. Exactly. And it's like, you've gotten to this place rather where you're you know you're really strongly towards the top of your game and you're director here and you're an executive here and it's just been nothing but promotion back to back but what were some of the you're like yes it has been (laughs) yeah but what have what have been some of the barriers that you know you faced when it wasn't maybe such smooth sailing or maybe it always has been you know and we'd love to learn from that Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my biggest barrier to entry has been not having a college degree because I've had to work 
twice as hard. And also just being a black woman, um, having to prove myself, prove my experience. Mm. I think in many ways, I got very lucky because I started out as a nanny. That was the very first job I had in my career uh, in New York. And the leadership of that agency that I worked with, and there are about 100 people who worked there, they were very invested in our growth and development. And I have a tendency to always just display leadership skills and the managing director quickly started putting me into leadership and management roles. Um, So I started getting my footing in HR there maybe seven years ago. And since then, it's really just been about getting that experience and getting my reps in. And then also networking. I think Mm -hmm. once Mm -hmm. I stopped doubting myself and the fact that I was good at what I did. I always had to remind myself that I would always get the opportunities that were meant for me. And right. so I think maintaining good relationships with people and just doing my damn best. Um, <laughs> that's really, really Preach. what got me to where yeah. I am today. Um, and I also, I love to, I'm a stickler for doing things properly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a stickler for just being ambitious. And that's why I left Accenture. I loved yeah. that company. But I think I got too big too quickly. And I didn't want to spend the next 20 years of my career making it through the next like four career levels. Right. So um, because of my ambition, I left and I was able to get my new position because of a good relationship I had with a previous boss. That's amazing. And honestly, like it shows because you're thriving. So, you know, it's always important, I feel, to know when it's best to make the right move for you. Yes. Um, you know, and to constantly be having that internal conversation with yourself about what your needs are right now and what your needs are going to be in the next three to five years and whether your current place is serving those those future needs. 100%. Um, I find that a lot of people don't check in with themselves. And mm-hmm. that's something that I see in HR, because I'm constantly checking in with people and having to guide them back to themselves. Um, and part of HR is all about getting to know the people and getting to know where the best career fit for them will be. And oftentimes, people are such they're such good performers that, but they might be on autopilot and not even know what their own needs are until they look up Mm -hmm. and they're burnt out or they're just sick of what they do. And so I make it a point, especially when I'm talking with managers, um, as I make my rounds throughout the month, it's, you know, how are your people doing? What are their needs and how are you meeting them? And also how are you kind of shaping that? Because some people might not know what their needs are. So Mm -hmm. So I love how you managed to slip in that you're the HR director for a foundation as well. Um, tell us a bit more about that and your, what is it now, your 72 hours compared to everybody else's 24 hours in a day? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm the HR director at the Ella Works Foundation. And essentially, we are a foundation that aims to help victims of human trafficking, survivors of sex trafficking, and just the commercial sex industry in general 
make career pivots and build careers for themselves outside of that industry. And so we're very early stages. We're still building out our programming, but it's been a fabulous experience so far. And I've been able to lend my career experience and my volunteer experience, my experience fundraising and giving very, very moving speeches um, to just help um, the team grow and put together a program that can change so many lives. And I love the work that I do there. I don't know how I have all this time to do all of these things, (laughs) but somehow I make it work. It's, you know, one of my favorite mantras, and I know that it's like so over overly used and overflogged, but it's passion meets purpose. And I find that when you see people that really do live that truth, it's just, it's not only is it beautiful to watch, but it's just so, you know, it really encompasses everything. And you can see that those people are in the places they're meant to be at. And, you know, thank you for sharing that. And I'll absolutely um, put a link to the Ella Foundation, um, in the podcast and just like hope that people have the chance to check that out and that's just such meaningful work um but other than that where where so where do you slot that in into your full day right yeah i mean typically i get up around 7 seven thirty, when my cat starts screaming at my door um he's currently watching me record this because he loves to watch everything that I do but I'll wake up around 7 or 7 30 and get my day situated I am a morning person but I'm also an evening person I don't know how I do it I think working pacific time hours really helps me to you know, set the stage for that. But I'll get up, get ready for my day. And my first task that I do, I post to my Instagram page, Chanel and Tarot. My community awaits me. And so... I am a very, very loyal member of the Chanel and Tarot community on Instagram. Yes. Yes. And I typically will write... Um, my posts from the evening before so that I can have more time in my morning. And Mm -hmm. so I'll wake up, I'll post that around nine. Um, I like to ease into my mornings. Um, Every single day, I set a daily priority block for myself. So that's how I start my day after posting. I think it's important to set aside time to list out your priorities, both personal and professional, so you can hold yourself accountable to all the things that you need to get done throughout the day. And of course, sometimes they're shifting priorities, but that's the point of listing them out, right? So I'll get that done. And then I'll use this week, for example. So this week, um, first two weeks of the month, I typically will meet with the team leads and managers within the practice that I support, which is our customer solutions team. Um, And I'll have my one-on-one chats with them, see what's up with their teams, see if they need any support, and just generally do a pulse check. And then as that feedback starts to come in, I set aside some time to synthesize it because I can use that as the framework for some leadership training. Um, If I notice that there are too many issues, um, I can bring that to senior leadership. Um, And then um, at some point throughout the day, um, I might set aside some time for a project and impact block. So that's how I'm able to keep track of all the things that I'm working on and measure my progress there. Um, I find that it's easy to, to 
write feedback for others and for myself if I set aside some time to just keep track and take stock of what I'm doing. So I if listen, if you've been struggling to measure your own impact within an organization or you're wondering if your job matters, set aside a half hour, maybe once a week or every two weeks to really take stock and it will make such a huge difference. Um, and then I will have some stand-ups. So today's stand-up was our HR weekly staff meeting. And so our people ops team and our business partners will meet and talk about any HR issues and troubleshoot them, lend support as needed. And then I also will have some calls with the foundation, um, sometimes before or after hours, but that typically will have some takeaways. And so, for example, right now we're working on a workshop. So I set aside some time today to um, build out the second draft of the content. Mm -hmm. So I'm working with the CEO there to um, just work through the content and make sure that we're presenting our best work and have fantastic takeaways for these women who are seeking to make pivots in their career. And then some days might look like difficult conversations. So having difficult conversations with people maybe around their performance, mm -hmm. um, having to make tough decisions regarding letting people go. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it might look like having discussions around headcount and hiring new people and putting together a strategy there. Um, and being in the startup world, no two days are alike. Um, and most of my structure comes from standing meetings and then the rest is just a plug and play. So, and it's crazy because when I was at Accenture, my days were very predictable and kind of boring and I, I just, I couldn't do it. But now my days are filled with multitasking. And when I say multitasking, <laughs> Ooh, today, today was one of those days where I had to just, I was doing five things at the same time while making it through these one-on-ones with managers, but I got right. it done and I felt energized after it because there's something so special about seeing the impact that you have in real time. And Absolutely. that just challenges you and pushes you to want to do more. So all I'm getting again is productivity queen, productivity queen. <laughs> so uh, just on the last bit to leave our listeners with, what would you say is your rocket hack? Um, for anyone listening in, I have these like personal kind of productivity boosters that I try to implement in my daily life. I call them rocket hacks because it's like I do this, everything changes, my acceleration goes up, you know, my productivity, my drive increases. So yeah. what would your rocket hack be? Yeah, this goes out to all my people who are self-proclaimed perfectionists or who have trouble finding their voice or feel like they deserve to take up space in the workplace, right? It's not enough to know what you're capable of. You must be brave enough to take that first step. And sometimes when I find myself questioning my own decisions or um, – needing to reassure myself, you know, I remind myself of that statement, take a deep breath, and I'm able to just fire off those emails or have that rough conversation that I really don't want to have. And it makes it so much better because I'm reminding myself that I deserve to be here and that I'm good at what I do. And it's only going to get better. 
I love that so much. Lala, thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate you spending your time and your evening with me. And I hope to see you soon. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank you for giving me the space to share a bit about myself and my career and onwards and upwards.